This show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about this show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. Coming to you from the Detroit Sound Studios above Active 8 Gaming, it's The Undercard. Bringing you the best in hand combat coverage with feature interviews, major events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. And now, here they are, always in your corner, Brad, Marv, and Jimmy. Welcome to the Undercard, everybody. Officially, episode... 247. 247, as we near 250. We've been doing this for four years. Uh, the new a new podcast came along. Um, I don't even know their name. But they went online yesterday and said that they were the first podcast ever to combine boxing and MMA. And I'm not saying by, you know... By our accounts, we're responsible for what's happening now over the last year. I think we were just by dumb luck and uh, maybe ahead of the curve. And as I've said before many times on this show, six years ago, um, I saw very similar behind-the-scenes situations with MMA and boxing in which the sports were very different when they're played out but behind the scenes, you're dealing with the same commissions. Not only are you dealing with the same commissions, it's sometimes the same ring girls working the events. Sometimes it's promoters doing both events. Sometimes it's same venue. So, six, well, and, yeah, you know, and in the amateur, like amateur, first starting off with pro, you have quite a few guys that do both. You know, John Schallback, he's one of them. He does MMA and he does boxing, right. you know. So, I mean, it does lend itself to e- each other. Right. Even Bobby Cooper did both. Yeah, Bobby Cooper. Yeah, boxer and MMA fighter. But way before Bobby Cooper, the undercard was around. No, no, no. Really no I would just, yeah. But she's right. You know, there oh, are, yeah. There, but that's... it's. But, yeah. I by mean, dumb luck, I, we're ahead of the curve. I wouldn't say dumb luck. It's It was good planning on your part. All right. But what I'm getting at is that uh, they're not going to be the only ones. This Mayweather-McGregor fight, uh, it's going to be like Seattle when Pearl Jam and Nirvana came on the scene and then all of a sudden next thing you knew, uh, every band from Seattle was going to be good or every Seattle band is going to be a podcast. And the one thing that I think me and Jimmy, Rochelle, who's been part of the show for four years, even the Ring Girls probably like this, I like competition. So I, I think it will make us better. Uh, I know there's going to be a million shows come September well, that cover boxing and MMA. Here, here's the difference, <clears throat> though. Come September, there's going to be a million shows that cover boxing and MMA. Come, come October, see us four years from now. I would say come October, there's going to be probably us. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be all these podcasts that are going to pop up to cover McGregor and – uh, McG- uh, McGregor and Mayweather, and then after that, it's just going to go by the wayside. Hmm. And we'll be. still be doing it four years from now. Probably. Well, <laughs> Ten years. They should get yeah. M&M's to be their sponsor. Who? Oh, that's not bad. Uh, McGregor <laughs> just announced his first sponsor. You know, he was released from the Reebok deal, yes. which we're yes. going to get into Bellator and UFC and that, uh, talk about that a little bit. But um, so... Uh, I guess the one thing I was mad about, and I believe the show is called MMA Power Hour, is that they were claiming they were the only ones in the world that have combined boxing and MMA. 
That's definitely not true. You can go look at ugly pictures of me and Jimmy four years ago and realize we've been doing this for four years. And you can even go back another. Yeah. You can go back another (laughs) two years and see that um, the undercard was going, uh, whether it was with, you know, a manual and the cronk and interviews and stuff like that. So we've been around doing it for a while. So I put a challenge out there to the people that listen to us and say, hey, just give give a heads up that, hey, you guys aren't the first. Maybe correct that. We welcome you to the scene. I'll actually listen to their first episode and see what it is. But they actually broke it down by percentage. They're like 70% MMA, 30% boxing. I don't, I don't think we could ever do that. Say because, good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with <laughs> those not. percentages. Every, every day is different. Well, yeah. And I mean, sometimes we have all boxing shows. Sometimes we have all MMA shows. It just... It, nothing's going on in the MMA world, right. the boxing right. world. You but I love competition. Something. For a while there, um, you know, it, it's it's not easy. God bless Jimmy for doing this for four years. Marv did it for just under four years and, and has started his own podcast. But, uh, you know, Josh Parisian had started one. I'm not sure if James Gray is still doing it. It's not easy to continue. Uh, the people that we look up to – David Phillips and Bob, who obviously welcomed us to their fabulous studios and made everything nice and rolled out the red carpet and patted us on the back, gave us back rubs. They've been doing it just as long, and we look to them as guidance. So I tell you this, and this is the one thing I can promise you, nobody has a better supporting team than the undercard. I don't care where they're broadcasting out of. If they're broadcasting out of the Buckingham Palace with Queen Elizabeth or something, we, we, we have the best support that I know of at a podcast level and I just want to thank Dave and Bob and we welcome more competition but I tell you what come August there's going to be a million of us it's going to be like compare it to Seattle where like all of a sudden every band's supposed to be good and everybody's supposed to be doing something different or whatever and as I continue to write for Fight News um, that's that's a huge advantage for us I'm sorry. Get us all matching flannels. Ooh. You know what? They hate it. You know no. the, the the story yeah, behind the. I don't do flannel. Yeah, the the story behind flannels though. They the bands in Seattle began to resent flannels. They uh, a great story is, uh, and I'm not going to mention his name, but he he walked in a Meyer store or, or a store like that. And they they didn't call them flannels. They called them grunge flannels. And he realized that the thing had taken off way too much. And for a flannel, it was $50 because it had grunge flannel written in front of it. Well, what's the difference? It's just a flannel shirt. Mm-hmm. But every band, you remember Candlebox came out of Seattle. Yep. Like everybody was like, oh, they're from Seattle, the Seattle sound, ooh, ooh, ooh. you know. Whatever. That's all I wanted to say about it. We welcome the competition. I'll, I'll listen to them. Hopefully they listen to us. And if they don't like us, cool. Well, one of At them least was they on listen. Yeah, one, one of them was on our show. That that, that uh, made me mad too. I'm like, but, I'm like, he's been but, on our show. But did he realize that it was a dual? No, I don't show. And I respect him, right? And I think that was the thing. Is again, you know, if you're a boxer and you come on your show, you don't necessarily know that we also talk about MMA and vice versa. You know, because I would hope they've went on our Facebook or they have listened to an episode. At least once. I would hope. Well, but, okay, but then what if they list, what if they're a boxer and they listen to a show and the show they just happened to pick was all boxing? They would never know that we talk about MMA too. Intro. In pro wrestling. Yeah. What? <laughs> In comic books. Yeah. In well, a, yeah. 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 Try to keep up. I mean, it's well, still hand combat radio, so it's not just right. boxing radio, right. MMA radio. Right, right, that's right. Uh, but you know, the sports are behind the scenes exactly the same. So as we get closer to this Mayweather McGregor thing, and it gets out of control, and everybody's talking. I mean, um, 
so many people come up to me and ask me about you know this fight like because you your opinion matters right you've been well, doing a I, show based on it for well, a long time exactly and that's why people so what do you what do you think what do you what do you think what does McGregor even have a chance what what's going on does is is this is Mayweather stupid for doing this and you know and I always break it down the exact same way I'm like this is no neither one of them are stupid for doing this because here's why Mayweather is going to go in there. He's going to do what he does. He's going to come out with the win. He's going to come out with a buttload of money. McGregor's going to go in there, and he's going to make 70 years worth of <laughs> of pay, of UFC pay Fuck you, in money. one fight. Exactly. And he will never have to fight again. He won't. He will, he will make 70 years worth of UFC pay in one fight. I mean, that's... That's ridiculous. He's going to be hanging out with the likes of like Sting and Bono over in Europe, and you know, no. just yeah, he will. He'll be no, like an elite. He hates those guys. Oh, he well, maybe he Sting, but I you know he I don't hates, know. Who Bono. hates Bono. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. He thinks he's a pretentious. You know what? I don't know him personally, but is he? Yeah, I he he's said it before. I know his politics are a little different than mine. Yeah, he said he said it. He said it before. Oh, okay. Yeah, which I agree with him. Yeah, he. I, I doubt McGregor fights after this, uh, but no. it does lead to an interesting conversation. This is actually true. I am confirming the rumors. Leonardo Tyner is fighting MMA on the twenty fifth. Is he? Yes. And wow, twenty uh, fifth so, of uh, August. August. There you go. Okay. And uh, he's fighting for Carlos Lalinas in uh, dual combat sports. Yes, uh, okay. John Chalback and Greg Aaron's the promoter. Mm. And I was actually <laughs> asked. What what should I do if I'm taken to the ground? And quickly I answered, try to get back up. Yeah, to Tyner, and that's yeah. that's that's what I say. Um, if you get taken he, to the ground, he, try to get back who's up. Who's he training with? Uh, I don't know who he's training with. I do know his opponent, but I also know I'm not allowed to announce that. And no, I, I know, tell you I what, just... that's a winnable fight. Okay. actually. I just can't see Tyner. I mean... Wearing MMA gloves, I can't see. First off, Tyner with four ounce gloves, dude. He's if he hits the other guy, he's gonna be in trouble. But if he's on the ground and can't get up, he's in trouble. (laughs) Actually, actually, I would say this: if he goes to the ground, this is what I would tell him: if you if he feels like you're gonna be taken to the ground, do everything that you can to get on top and just start raining down punches. Yep. If you can't do that, then struggle to get up. Yep. That's how are Tyner's legs. Uh, yeah, like running legs? or what? No, no. no I mean, legs does he have like a good muscular. base? That's the big thing. I don't think Tyner knew what a guard and non-guard <laughs> is until probably a day ago. Yeah. Actually, I, I made a joke on his post. I, I said, uh, you remember that famous scene? And it's not a famous scene, but he sees Daniel LaRusso uh, doing kicks when he's coming in to fix his sink, Mr. Miyagi, the original karate Yeah, mm-hmm. And he goes, you learn karate from a book? And so I, I commented on Tyner. I'm like, where are you going to learn? Like, uh, you learn MMA from a book, Mr. Miyagi. Like, I, yeah. I don't know where he's going to learn or where he's going to train. Oh, that's right. You're like, how do you spell Miyagi? Yeah, uh, I was looking to post it. But um, it's going to be interesting to see. And so now we'll see some boxers. I mean, James Tony did it even before the undercard uh, versus Randy Couture. He yeah. lost miserably. Mm-hmm. Um I just hope Tyner can stay on the ground and they both want to trade blows. Stay off the ground. Yeah, stay off the ground. Yeah. And they both can throw well, punches. I love but Tyner. But that, that's the other thing, too, is Tyner's now now he's got to uh, – man, he's got to condition those legs to take kicks, man. Yeah. Because he gets one – if he doesn't condition his legs to take kicks, one good 
one good kick to the thigh and he's going to crumple. Right. I mean, because you're not, you, you know, all of this from the waist up is deadened from boxing. Right. You know, the deadened nerve endings. His muscles are used to taking the pounding. But if you're not used to it, I mean, man, you get kicked one time and, oh, your muscles seize up and you can't move. You you go to, like, move forward and your muscle won't move. He's got to he's tighten those muscles up. He's got to deaden the nerves. I, I really would like to know who he's training with. Well, well, actually, he doesn't have one. Quote, on the way back to where I was going starts Monday, dot, dot, dot. I need a trainer who concentrates on me. Ooh. Ooh. 13 we could call. Ago. We could call him in a few seconds. He'll pick up. I, I um, just... Because, I mean, like, I mean, it wouldn't do much, but, like... Please well, answer, honestly. I was going to say, I, I know it wouldn't do much, but at this point in time, like, even I would be, like... I can't, I can't like train you like some of these other guys, but I can at least give you something. So it's not just boxing. Like yeah. I, you know, some jujitsu moves, how to get into a guard, how to, you know, and then, and work on the legs and maybe a few kicks or something. But well, uh. I tell you this, we had him on what, five weeks ago in, no, it wasn't five weeks. It was long or sooner than that. Six, Taylor was here too. Yeah, I was here. Five weeks ago, six it was weeks him ago, and it probably has been because yeah. we've had we've had a couple different. But look how excited he was about another form of combat. I, I, I think he's going to have the passion. The yeah, <laughs> I like that yeah. one. Uh, I I feel like he's no, he going to give it. No, no, no. I'm not go. saying he's he's not going to. I'm just worried that he's going to get injured and can't box. Well, not only that, but also like he's he's not going to get a good trainer. Or any kind of trainer, you know what I'm saying? I think there's a few people out there that would find it challenging, I think, to like try to see if Tyner can get in there. But good for him. So that is actually the real deal. He's going to be fighting on the 25th. Also, the same day as Carlos and uh, Greg Aarons are throwing a fight, there's actually a fight at the Carlos Banquet Center, a uh, boxing, Kenny Morris throwing fights again. And so we're going to be split up. Half our ring girls are going to be at DiCarlo's Banquet Center, and then half of them will be at Motor City come August 25th. And then guess what happens August 26th? The biggest fight ever. Biggest fight ever. When does biggest Clarissa fight, fight again? Okay, that's a good question. Let's talk. Uh, she's fighting uh, just announced. Clarissa right. Shields is fighting Alder. Alder is a German uh, female boxer that's 16-0, 10 KOs. It's going to be our ring girls doing it. It's on Showtime. <laughs> and... It's a big event, August 4th, MGM. August 4th. Uh, the big boys yeah. are coming in. I'm talking there yeah. are some big reporters out there, people I like. They're yeah. all coming into MGM for that. So yeah. it's going to be good. Uh, actually, coin toss, I don't know. Shields could probably lose that or could win it. I don't know. Uh, Dimitri Salida continues to work out there and is putting together good fights. The one thing I don't like is the MGM ballroom. There's not a lot of tickets to go to sale. It seems like. Doesn't seem like it holds a lot, but um, it seems like this fight would have a lot of ticket demand. So, but it's well, going to be on how showtime. They're going to jack up the price. The prices are, mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah <I don't> <laughs> <laughs> a little up there, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, boxing, you know, when I grew up, though, boxing was expensive. I remember saving like a lot of money to go to boxing when yeah, I was a kid. Yeah, but when you were a kid, a lot of money was like ten bucks. No, no, I, I remember. And I've told this story before. I was second to last role for Mike Tyson versus Andrew Galata. I probably paid $150 well, that was Tyson for that ticket. versus Galata, right. though. And I thank mean... God somebody from Showtime found me and brought me ringside <laughs> because they realized the lower bowl, no one had bought tickets. And uh, I, I remember it was not a cheap ticket. Yeah, uh, Boxing's always been expen- uh, expensive. Bob Ryder, my partner from Fight News, who's been covering 
boxing for a long time and it's kind of like a boxing historian he could probably tell you i bet i bet you it's one of those sports that's always been more expensive think about baseball baseball can't be expensive there's 81 games a season right so if you you know i know the tiger dens are probably like 82 dollars or like maybe even a hundred dollars but uh you can still get a reasonable ticket probably for 25 32 maybe um i think it's the how many events you have so like the lions are very expensive tickets but they have eight home games and two preseason boxing it's you're you're paying for that event you're paying for uh shields versus alder and um germany's champion versus uh, united states champion you're gonna be a lot of german press too uh you can get tiger tickets for eight bucks that's right see uh the most expensive is the tiger den the tiger den which uh, would be $828. Uh, lower f- outfield is $842. Um, How much was that? $842 for the lower outfield. How many tickets? Are you talking uh, like the suite? It can be 800 $842 each. $842 each, yep. And Miguel Cabrera sits on your lap for how long during the yeah. game? That can't be right. That's yeah. got to be. He was petting no. someone's beard. It was so cute. Was he? Was it uh, Jimmy's beard? Jimmy Scott uh, beard. I'm almost positive it was. No. I don't know. One of the what, tigers was like. What site is that? Pavilion Vivid Seats. Uh, oh. Pavilion 144 Row E, $916 each. Whoa. But those are all like right there. Yeah, the, the, that's not my crowd. I don't hang out with those people. No, hold on. My, I hang out with the eight dollar people. I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm in standing uh, room when I work there. <laughs> right, <laughs> but that's probably pretty cool. It's not bad. That's why I got MLB the app on my phone. So, so like, you can while follow I'm it. working, yeah, it goes off all the time though. That's, I used to love the old people that would have the headphones and would listen to the radio while they were at the game. I always thought that was cool until I tried it that's once and there's much. a time delay. Oh, so I don't want to. I mean, you could you could see it. And it's on the board, so why would you have to hear it, too? Because, like, uh, they might be talking about something like uh, you're watching the field, but you don't know what's going on, but then you're listening to it, and you go, oh, I understand. He said something bad to the ump, and they, they kind of explain uh-huh. some of the situations to you. But I like to think we have a pretty good show. Obviously, we're going to talk Bellator Oh, that's UFC. why it was so expensive. Never mind. Well, what'd you it was get? So, it was so expensive because they were, like, the only tickets left at, at those uh, things. Hold on. I'm, I'm going... I'm I'm looking at uh now I'm looking at um uh hold on here. I mean how are the Tigers even that expensive right now with their what, four or five streak of losses? I don't know. I mean know. they won le- last Brett, night. Brad Osmus gotta be. Well you got like twelve dollar yeah, tickets, probably. you got He's like eight dollar tickets. He is a good looking older uh, man. A lot better than um Jim Leland. Leland, yes. Leland Leland Woods everybody's grandpa. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's like a hundred dollars, a hundred and six dollars. Oh, okay. But that's that's for like the game this like Friday or whatever. The ones that were so expensive was because they're like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I think that was why they were so expensive. Which is like weird because I would have think they would go cheaper. Cheaper because it's closer to I'm gonna get yeah, stuck with know. these tickets. Well, the cool thing is we have four seats in the studio available right now, twenty bucks each. If you want to come to the studio. <laughs> Uh, the show's already going, but if you make it in time, maybe you can make the Tom Boom Boom Johnson interview here in ten minutes. Yeah. Let's, sell, let's start selling seats no, on Vivid Seats. So it's twenty. <laughs> it's uh, we are much 20, more of a visual show with the Ring Girls. It's twenty dollars right now at seven twenty. At seven thirty, goes up to thirty. At seven forty, goes up to forty. 
And the longer it goes, the more expensive it gets. But if there's you less sit show. Next to me, it's more expensive. Yeah, but, but there's less show, so it should go down. Yeah, there's only two. But seats only, but until next to Taylor. Yeah, right. So those gotta. Those up. those jack up. These are like ten bucks less than those. <laughs> so like those are twenty. These are ten. Actually, those are those are twenty. That one's ten. This one's five. Because hey. you have to sit next Aww. to me. Um, oh, don't be like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, as the show goes on, this one gets cheaper. Those get more expensive. Uh, in 10 minutes, though, we do have Tom Boom Boom Johnson. If you if you remember, Boom Boom's a legend. He was the IBF featherweight world champion from 1993 to 1997. Uh, he was just at uh, – I always catch him at the Dearborn events. Um, yeah, we just saw him the other night. Good-looking older guy. Mm-hmm. Speaking of good-looking people, I'll even tell him over the air. Good-looking older guy. <laughs> Um, he's going to be joining us. We're going to be talking about his career boxing. I'm sure he's got some stuff to I, say about Mayweather. Dude, that Mayweather. fight, I I was kind of doing a little bit of... That uh, it, no, 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 that's not him. No. I was doing a little bit of uh, just kind of relooking at some of his fights or whatever, and that fight with... Uh, no, that's not him. Nassim the Prince, man, <laughs> that was crazy. I got a picture, though. I'll send it to you, Taylor. Hi, yeah. The, the, the yep. Prince, yeah, mm-hmm. that was a crazy fight. Yep. I've never seen anybody box like that before. The way the prince does. Oh no, you remember it was crazy? Do you remember his like a walkouts? They were crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also like in this, he was like showboating like almost all the time, and like every punch he did was like a jump punch. It wasn't like he sat back and, and it was like Superman punch, Superman punch, Superman punch, Superman punch. I'm like, oh my god, this guy's nuts. I, I always, I mean, th- those are the glory days for me because that's when I was really, uh, you know, my dad got me into it. But, you know, 95, I, I'm starting to, you know, gr- you know, graduate and go do my own stuff and fight nights at the palace. So I, I remember Boo Boom a lot. Um, you know, what he finish? I'm, I'm trying to find his record. I think it's it was 51, 51 and 10, 10 and, two. and 2. I mean, that's just unheard of. 51 with 28 KOs, uh, 10 losses, 3 KOs, and 2 draws. Yep. And he won, um, and he made uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, eleven, eleven successful title defenses, which is is amazing in yeah. boxing, especially back then. I mean, I'm trying to find the fight you're talking about, though. What year that was? That was that was the one he lost. He lost the 1997. Yep, yeah, I remember that. And that one's yep. uh, when Prince um, was just was starting to get it. That was at and the he London was, Arena, which so that was probably huge. Yeah, and he was Nassim was uh, 24 and 0. Hmm. Yeah, he's he's put on weight. Uh, <laughs> Nassim has uh, well, Prince. Yeah, I'm sure. He's unrecognizable, but um, if if you remember, he came out for Halloween to Thriller, and there was like a graveyard set, and he punched uh, a skeleton's head off. He was known for his uh, pre-fight walkouts, Prince, and uh, I'll have to ask uh, Tom if that, if that bothered you or you're <laughs> just sitting in the ring not caring. But, I mean, he started off his career in 1986 and then didn't even lose until 1990. Um, then continued on. He had to draw, but won a little bit. But um, if she could slide me over a sheet of paper, I'm going to get his number over um, to Rochelle, too. But what I want to talk about after we get done with uh, Boom Boom is um, Bellator had a huge weekend. It was called Bellator New York City. And everything that could go right for Bellator, as we switch to talk to MMA just for a second, did go right for Bellator. So... Uh, absolutely a great situation for Bellator. Um, but 
with that, um, Scott, the fearless leader of uh, Bellator, has come out firing at UFC, saying maybe the Reebok deal is not even labor allowed. Um, McGregor was let go from his Reebok deal for this fight for Mayweather. And I, I will say this. They have a pro wrestling feel to it right now, Bellator, and I love it. I love that they let the fighters talk and talk how they're talking, and it, it's got a really neat feel to it. Um, what can you say about Ch- uh, Chael Sonnen? But um, I, I used to hate the guy when he fought John Jones, but now I absolutely love that he's still fighting. Um, and then there was a huge upset that we'll talk about. Um, I don't know if it's a huge upset, but the uh, the big Russian. Uh, why'd my mind my mind go blank? Fedor, uh, you know he, he wasn't expected to lose to Matt, but Matt has a lot of power too. It was a double knockdown, and then Matt got up quicker than he did, and uh, he ended the fight. But Bellator says they're going to continue signing any free agents that come out of UFC, continue building. Let's remember that Viacom does back Bellator, so they might have more money than the UFC because Viacom owns a lot. And um, Bellator is just trying to capitalize on everything we complain about UFC. Um, I think we announced 10 oh, – well, first off, we announced a long time ago with Joseph Donofrio that UFC was coming to Detroit. Then six weeks ago or five weeks ago, I said Joe Rogan is performing at the State Theater. This confirms what we were saying December 3rd. And then finally this week – the UFC has announced that Kevin Lee, the Motown uh, phenom, will be um, fighting at uh, Little Caesars Arena uh, December 3rd. And that was a controversial tap out because it wasn't a tap out. And we'll, we'll talk about Kevin's uh, fight. Kevin obviously has been on the show. But he's on – what's Kevin Lee on a fight winning streak? Six? Nine? I don't even want to get wrong. Kevin Lee's not lost in a long time. I'll look it up in a second. Kevin Lee. Yep. Um, in UFC. He's not lost in a long time. And all of a sudden is now a megastar. And then, of course, the people from Michigan start hating their megastars once they become megastars. But good for Kevin Lee. And he's coming back to Detroit to fight uh, December 3rd. So, yay, UFC. Yay. Yay. Woo. Yay. Woo. Hold yay. on. I'm looking. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yay. Traffic. 16 wins. Uh, his last loss was, uh, in December 12th, 2015 at the Eldo versus McGregor. Uh, he's won one, two, three, four. Oops. Oh man. God, I hate these. Damn you internet. One, two, three, four. His last five. All right. That's pretty. I thought it was longer than that. No. He, well, he won. Okay. Uh, let's see. He, his first fight uh, in the UFC was February 1st, 2014. He lost. Then he won one, two, three, four. Then he lost one. And then he won one, two, three, four, five. So. All right. Well, he's going to be probably the headliner. And will there be a rematch? Um, I don't want to get too much into MMA because we're going to stick with boxing here with Boom Boom, but I do want to talk about that stuff. But it wouldn't be undercard fashion if we didn't find some fun stories. Uh, <laughs> literally, a UFC girl shit herself in the ring. Yep. <laughs> we have to talk about that. And then two weeks ago, a guy got kicked so hard his testicle exploded. So we're going to yeah, talk about that. Ruptured. Also. Jimmy's yeah. going to give us actually <laughs> medically what that means when that happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. One. 
Well, one what? Do we get right graphics along with uh, it? Uh, hold on. It would have probably yeah, been his right. right. Just just how he was holding himself and just where the kick was, it would have been his... Mm. No, it would have been his left because of where the kick was. It would have so, been his left. No babies. But he was banned. No, actually, you it doesn't matter. You can still do it with one. Yeah. Actually, the, there's no difference. Both of them do the exact same thing. Are you it's actually a it's actually a myth. I've been lied to. You, who told, who you, told that? you that? Yeah, told you that something was. That's like. Oh, oh my, my god! Can I put that? In? No, You're that's not a lizard. Oh no! Yes, <laughs> it no. is. Someone told me one did one, one did the other. No, that's actually that's a your myth. brain. No, your prostate. See, you, you know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah. No, I I know the myth, but it is okay. a myth. No, your I prostate. Mean, I don't have any, so I don't know. No. Your prostate produces the other part. I think that you're thinking of. No. I'm just thinking like balance and babies. Balance and babies, what? Balance and babies. Oh, you you think one made boys and one made girls? No, like if you have like like let's say you lose one testicle, then your like your equilibrium just goes off. Like you don't really have as much balance. I don't. I have <laughs> no, always been told no. that. It's your I didn't, toes, not no. your balls, and not even your toes. You can lose like up to half of your toes and still be fine. Wow! As long as you have the two, uh, as long as you have the two outer ones, right? That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Like yeah. your pinky and your big toe are like. Well, the pinky can still go as long as you have the the one next to it. But if you lose the big one and one of the outer ones, then you'll lose your balance. Hmm. <laughs> Not your balls. I could be a guy. For Not a day. your balls. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> All there's right. actually there's actually a thing. N- never mind. And say so there's a thing, you know, like guys can wear like breasts or whatever yeah. to get used to it. Yeah. There's actually a thing for girls where you can have balls, have balls for a day. Yep. I gotta buy new jeans for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> new jeans. Just go with your standard Jordashes from yep. 1980. All right, let's talk, Tom. Jordash. 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 S for him by name. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He knows we're calling, though. Your call has oh, been forwarded it, to it, an it, automatic it, voice it, message it, system, too. Yeah, all right. Try one more Excuse time. Me. He knows we're calling. Does he? Yes, well, he I'm does. I'm going to give it a minute. Does he really? Otherwise, it'll go to... Uh, we, we, we talked. But, so. I mean, does he know that we're calling right now? Oh, yeah, it's 730. Okay. Yeah, we're going to try one more time. All right. Let's see. You can start a pot boxing MMA podcast, but you can't have this happen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, I thought you guys were. I'm in Vegas. It's a totally different time. Yeah. That was Darren. I know. Darren, who knows? <laughs> he listened to the first half of the show. And he's like, I don't your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice. We'll try back in a little bit. Yeah, let's go to our first uh, song break really quick. I'll try to get a hold of them, and hopefully we have on the other side uh, Tom Boom Boom Johnson. We're listening to the Undercard Hand Combat Radio. Who do we have? Hello. 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 Hey, Tom, this is Brad. You're live on the air with the undercard. Hello? Nope. 
He said bye. All right, let's try calling him back. What well, part of the show was it? Uh, 732. 732? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, that's definitely going to be edited out. <laughs> Technology, gotta love it. The miracles. We owe you a phone number. We apologize. You can be part of my Metro PCS plan. If you are satisfied with your message, press 1 to listen to your message. Press 2 to erase and re-record. Press 3 to continue recording where you left off. Exit out. Let's give it like just a minute rest. You know, the good news is David's Are you still there? Yes, we are. If you are satisfied with your message, press 1 to listen to your message. Press 2 to erase and re-record. Press 3 to continue recording where you left off. Press 4. Go... Go down to Skype and see if there's like an extra. This is it. Um, are you still there? If you are satisfied with your message, press one to listen to your message. Press two to erase and re-record. Press three. We'll just say you can dump the whole show to seven thirty-two to seven thirty-five. <laughs> let's go. Let's go to a quick song break. Get Dave in here and tell him Skype's acting. No, up we and... figured it out. Oh, we're good then. Try again. You gotta give me a minute. Okay. You can't. You can't wrap it like that, Brad. You gotta. It takes uh, time to reset, redo, and try uh, it again. So keep talking, Brad. No, I'll be honest. I know nothing technical about how this show works. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I, there's a microphone. They put it in front of me, right? And I talk. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> And we have to dump the show from 7.32 to 7.35. Yeah. That much I know. <laughs> That's fine. We'll just tell That's probably only our third, Dave. third dump, though, I think, in four years. That would have been a bad sound drop, Are you sure he gave me the right number? Your Th- call that was him simple. that called. So, yeah, it, it had to be the right number. Let's go to a quick song break. We'll try him on the flip side. I'll, I'll try to give him a call here really quick, and then uh, we'll go from there. That's not our song. Where was that our song? Welcome back to the undercard. We're having some technical difficulties, but we're having fun. We are going to try Tom Boom Boom Johnson. Former IBF lightweight, uh, featherweight champion. One more time. And if we can't, we're going to move on to Leonardo Tyner, who we were talking about a little bit earlier. But we are going to try Tom one more time. He's probably blocked our number by now. <laughs> probably. So who are these whippersnappers I keep calling me? <laughs> Damn millennials. Tom could kick my ass. That's, I, I know that. Sure, Tom could kick all of our asses. Damn millennials and their fancy phones. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't why I was laughing. I was thinking of something else. I just love the snort. (laughs) Your call has been... 
Yeah. I'm going to say we're going to have to try some other day. Yeah. Oh, no oh, time well. today. Uh, maybe I can interview him ringside or something. We record the audio and bring it in or something. Yeah. Um, but we could call Leonardo Tyner. Um, yes. No, the reason I was laughing, you ever watch Parks and Rec? No. No. I really don't. What? Watch, we've gone over this so many times. Oh, I don't watch TV. God. But it's on Netflix now. So it's not TV. It requires time that she does not have. No. She spends it doing, you know, productive things. Like what? Like busting my butt. Like what? She works. I work she for works Otterbox out. and LifeProof and the Detroit Tigers, and I'm here, and I go to school. I just had my final, so yeah, I'm not in school. Yeah, I heard, right yeah. So you, you got an hour here and yeah, there. Yeah, she has to spend time with her dog. My doggy. You can, wa- you can watch Parks and Rec together. No. On Netflix. No. Here if I try and take a attention. selfie with her, she, like, bats at my phone. <laughs> I'm like, come on, Lou, let's take a photo. She's like, no. She gets so mad at me. Oh. Well, I'm thinking. Well, never we, mind. I'm thinking just because uh, the Tom interview kind of messed me up here. Uh, we do got to do What's on Tap. So yeah. what we could do is do Tyner on the other side of What's on Tap. We can finish my thoughts on Bellator here. Ask um, him who his new nephew is. Well, yeah, he's got to pick somebody, <laughs> right? I mean, um, Winford Harris looked absolutely great. I mean, he fought the perfect fight against Leonardo Tyner. Um now my internet's acting up in here. I should go back to PCS. But um, we were talking uh, Bellator, uh, New York City, which was a pay-per-view event. It was their biggest event that they ever had. Um, and the the neat thing about it is that everybody was talking about Bellator on Facebook and in MMA threads. And... I've never seen that much attention towards Bellator in the years even when I covered them um, outside of the state. So Bellator seems to be closing a gap. And this is just my opinion because there's really no way to really kind of measure that because UFC is a private company. But there seems to be a little bit of um, momentum in Bellator's corner. Um, Hoist Gracie says he might want to fight again. Which would be, I don't know if that would be great or not, or who who they would uh, pair him against. But they said they're going to sign any free agent. And then what was brought to the attention was that um, people that they are signing are, are still stars. People still want to see them. And they're allowing the fighters to be fighters, where UFC has maybe gotten control more of their fighters now. And whether it be through endorsement deals and what, and the rumor from some fighters, there's no way to prove this, is that Bellator is paying their fighters more than they would have made when they're with the UFC. I believe it. Right. 100% I believe it. Um, so, I mean, I watched the highlights. I didn't watch it live happening, but I know there was a strip club near us that had it. Um, I did call around to see who did have it, um, but I watched it after the fact. And, I mean, Jimmy, do you, do you kind of agree, man? Bellator's fun. Which, I, do I agree with which part? Bellator's fun and closing the gap. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, if, if Dana White does not remove his head from his ass and stop all the bullshit that he's been doing the last couple years, the UFC is going to – you're going to see Bellator overtake UFC as the, uh, as the MMA – company to watch they're gonna you know especially if all the rumors are true with paying their fighters better they're signing the uh any agent you know any free agent 
Um, they're letting the fighters pretty much. I mean, I wouldn't say they're letting them pick their matches, but you know, if there's a good match or whatever, and it's a match that people are going to want to see, if it's something that you know um, uh, the fans want to see or they think is the right thing to do, they're going to make you know they're going to make the fight happen. Um, I just, I honestly think that UFC has Dana White has gotten too big for his own britches and he's he not thinks, even really a part of the ownership anymore well i know say. but they're still letting him do what well, I, this is something that's been going on for a couple years now you know and it's not just something that's recently happened ever since the you know the new owners have come on or whatever this is something that dana white's been doing for the last couple of years maybe even a little bit more he's too goddamn controlling you know it worked when he was building the brand because he was building the brand, but the brand is there. Now you need to give the people what they want to see, not what you think they want to see, not what makes you look good, not what puts more money in your pocket, but what the fans want to see. And you need to pay your fighters better. There was a great article by MMA Junkie, and I did want to recite it uh, because he kind of sums it all up. He said, what did we get for our money at Bellator uh, New York City and what would we and would we spend it all over again? He said, a double knockdown, a legends fight between two 40-year-olds, a title fight that ended with a floppy foot. Oh yeah, yeah Chandler broke, broke his uh, leg on that. I know. Uh, and a three stooges gag, a hype train derailed the instant it left the station. This is just some of what we got for our $50 when Bellator returned to pay-per-view on Saturday night. Whether or not you think it was worth the money, you have to admit it was memorable. Uh, weird might be the better term for it, but weird is a type of entertainment. Considering what Bellator has to work with, it might be the type that the Viacom-owned promotion has to get used to. Of the six fights featured on the pay-per-view portion of the Bellator New York City, two were legitimate title fights, two were nostalgic-based old-timer affairs, one was essentially a local shout-out to the Gracie clan, and one was a uh, coming-out party for a blue-chip recruit. Um, that kind of sums it up. I mean... It's almost like a little bit of the senior, the senior stuff, the the stuff names that we're familiar with. Maybe some rivalries that um, aren't done yet. Um, you know, Tito Ortiz is calling out people. Maybe Tito Ortiz. You know, but you know, if there's a market for it, and it's so different than UFC, they're going to do well. And Viacom has so much money. Oh yeah, so much money. Oh yeah. I don't know <laughs> what's Viacom. Look it up. What's Viacom worth? Uh, okay, you're going to have to give me a second. We do know that essentially UFC sold for $4 billion, but I'm sure there it was a lot of ifs and there and buts that had to make it $4 billion, like if we hit certain target numbers or something like that. Uh, let's see, if I come net worth, uh, $5 billion. Okay. So. Oh, wait, hold on. I had thought more. So, 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 hold on, it's family major owners, oh, he is worth. Five billion. Uh, hold on. That that's the CEO of Viacom. He's worth five billion. <laughs> he, he's um, worth more than UFC. Uh, hold on. Well, because okay, so Viacom uh, owns Comcast, the Walt yep. Disney Company, Time Warner, CBS Corporation, Twenty First Century Fox, National Amusements Incorporated, and uh, oh, that's the billionaire. Okay, hold on. I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find, hold on. 
it's uh, 12.488 billion last year. Total assets 22.51 billion. They're, yeah, they're, they're yeah. winning. <laughs> um, and I said that uh, you probably remember back at the Raw Radio X studios. If they wanted to pull Bellator, they could have, yeah. but it would have never been a financial thing. Here's the thing about MMA. If me and you are to start a league, it's a lot cheaper for us to run MMA on a network than it is to get the licensing right for one of the major four sports. Um, to, you know, an NBA yeah. deal mm-hmm. would cost you know billions and stuff. Oh, and, yeah. you know, so uh, Bellator continues to march. And the reason I'm saying this is we know some people that are in limbo that are waiting for their shot for UFC. Yeah, I don't know if I would wait for that call if Bellator nope. called. Because Bellator seems to be more fun, more exciting, more fan friendly. It's and, on, and it, wrestling. And if they make the if they make more money, you know, the, it, to me, it's a no brainer. The belts are cooler at Bellator. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, you know what? Honestly, I don't I, solidifying. I'm going to be paying for a, belt, a ticket in December. A, not <laughs> a belt wouldn't matter to me if I was making more money. I mean, honestly. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care what the belt looks like. If I'm making more money, you could hand me a piece of rope with a little fidget spinner on the end, and I would still be happy because I was making more money. Ooh, fidget spinner. You no. you, you put some pop culture into it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know what I'm just saying, though? No. Now, I'm not saying necessarily a fidget spinner. I'm saying, like, something so simplistically stupid like that. You know, I wouldn't care if that's what it was if I was making more money. Now, if I was making less money at the UFC, then that that belt better be decked out with like freaking diamonds and shit on it because I'm making less money. I think there are diamonds on the UFC belt. I I think there are like little diamonds that you can't see on the belt. Mm. I've held one. And I do remember seeing sure, diamonds. Sure, probably on. like Hubert Zarconi or something. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It might not be real diamonds yeah. and stuff like that. We all know the belt to win is the boxing belt, the WBC belt. Liz was no, hold- the belt to win is the WWE Hardcore Championship belt. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Liz was holding it during a weigh-in. Yeah. Uh, Taylor, did you get to hold the WBC belt? No. Okay. <laughs> the WBC belt, that is green Ferrari leather. Not yeah. only is that. That's your profile pick, isn't it? Yeah. 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 That's real gold. Yeah. That is not messing around. <laughs> and so like when Liz is just holding it, I'm just like. You're holding the WBC belt. <laughs> that one's a special one. When yeah. someone wins that one, I'm like, hats off to you. Like, like you know, that's that's the belt. Um, the green Ferrari leather. Um, I'm trying to think of the other details they always talk when Should I go it. get you a new pair of hands? Yeah, I know. It, it's getting there, <laughs> right? I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it off. I'd just wear it around. You're, you ever see Lonely, Island, <laughs> Lonely <laughs> Island song, Jizz in My Pants? No. Oh. Look it up or whatever. That's Brad whenever he comes around the WC, WBC belt. No, now they'll yeah. never let me near him. Don't say that. They'll never let me near him. I really hope that's not your face. No. That's, <laughs> that's, from, that's from the video. That's from the video. <laughs> All right, let's do what's on tap, and let's go find Leonardo Tyner as he's driving My around. My face is probably cream. more like... <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Can you bring up the slider? Thank you. <laughs> All right, hold on. It's going to take a second to pop up. There we go. All right, once again, this is What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. (laughs) Are you okay, Brad? (laughs) What the hell was that? Brad just, like, like, had a seizure. (laughs) Brad just, like, had a seizure over here. He was like, "Uh, uh, uh." (laughs) You all right? 
I can't say because you just mentioned the sponsor. I'm, oh, I'm okay. Fine. Uh, June 27th at Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. PBC on Fox Sports 1. We have Miguel Cruz versus Alex Martin. It's a rematch, 10 rounds in the welterweights. On June 30th at Indio, uh, California, ESPN2, we have Oscar uh, Negrete versus Sergio Frias, 10 rounds for the Bantamweights. Toledo, Ohio, PBC on Bounce TV, we have Robert Easter Jr. versus Dennis uh, uh, Shafikov. 12 rounds for Easter's IBF lightweight title. We also have Ronnie Ossian. Uh, versus uh, TBA and DeAndre Ware versus TBA, both six rounds. One's on the welterweights, the other one's in the super middleweights. I'm actually writing that one. For Are you? News. Yeah, I'll oh, be down there. Very cool. On the 30th? I will be there writing. I'll be there. Uh, July 1st, Brisbane, Australia, Manny Pacquiao versus Jeff Horn. On real TV. On ESPN, yeah. Yes. Uh, 12 rounds for Pacquiao's WBO welterweight title. We also have Shane Mosley Jr. versus David Toussaint. Eight rounds for the middleweights. In Moscow, we have Alexander Povetkin versus Andre Rudinko. 12 rounds for the heavyweights. Uh, moving on to MMA. I got to get through here. Um, we have on July 12th. We have Full Metal Do- – I picked this one because check out this title, all right? July 12th, FMD, Full Metal Dojo 14, Bigger, Badder, Blacker, <laughs> Matter. Nice. I like it. Insanity Nightclub, Bangkok, Thailand. And July 12th, we also have WFT, World Fight Tour 7, Road to Bellator, and the Las Palmas Gran Canera in Spain. And that's What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. You skipped ahead a week. Are we off next week? I didn't know that. Are we? we just you're no, just planning ahead. July fourteenth. We're back July fifth, right? No, we're. Yeah. Are we off July fifth? We are back. I didn't skip ahead. Where are you? Didn't you say July fourteenth? There is an event for what's on tap. Oh, I did jump ahead. That's July twelfth. Never mind. No, that's cool. I mean, get your tickets in the Insanity uh, nightclub. Yeah, right? yeah. Why did I have to the 12th there? It seems like a place the, the hangover cast would go to, Insanity Nightclub. Yeah. And then they'd all wake up and have to find a friend again. Huh, that's weird. Yeah, I did Same jump. I didn't, even, and even, I didn't even notice that. I was just See, I listened to really, Yeah. I was like, and then I am right in the Easter uh, Junior fight uh, Friday, and that's on Bounce TV, which I, I couldn't tell you what channel that is or anything about it. But um, I do know those Toledo wins have a lot of fun with their fighters. Yeah. Uh, it's on DirecTV. You can also get a Bounce TV app. Okay. Let's call Leonardo Tyner. Always entertaining. Mm-hmm. Little ball of hate. <laughs> the pain server. And now, MMA fighter Leonardo Tyner. Not yet. Close. Yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> I'd like to see it. Me too. <laughs> I'm convinced our Skype doesn't work. <laughs> you have reached. All right. It's nobody wants try, to talk try, to us today. Try having him call in. I could do that if I knew the number here. It's right there on the door, Brad. It's been there for a year now. 248. 
Hold on. Two, Oof. four, eight. Five, seven, nine. Hold on. I even my, have it saved in my phone. My technology is not working as fast as... <laughs> Yeah, because like when you guys called me in that one day, I was like, "What did I do?" We like to surprise. <laughs> what call did I do? <laughs> it likes this podcast to drive. I'm like, eh. "Oh, it does." You well, are I saved in it on my trouble. Phone. Five seven nine five two nine five. I think you need to update your glasses, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, if a little kid think it's awesome, exactly. He's calling right this second. He says, "No, he's not." <laughs> what is going on? You know what? I'm believing Jimmy. I think there's a like a little lag. Like I, I'm clearly getting bad internet too off it, and I've, this has never happened this bad. I, I, I mean, I normally sit over there, but what? All right, we got to move on to let's let's give Tyner two more minutes, and then we'll I mean, move on he, to the I UFC. can watch, and if he calls, All right. I can answer. It's let's move on to the exploding. Testicle. Yes. Jimmy, tell us about this uh, gentleman who had some okay. bad luck. Uh, well, first of all, i got to find the guy's name, so hold on one second. Fighter who's... Just Google it. It'll come up. Testicle It's exploded. exploded. It's bloated. All right. Do we get video footage? There is video. There is video footage. Um, I can... Shared. Here, I can try to play the video, but I think it's in a foreign language, but... Hold on here. Well, that's not going to do us any good. Oh, the pain sounds the same. Yeah. <laughs> bring up bring up the slider. Oh, oh my God. Oh. No, you got to go back. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> oh. You can hear it. Oh, my God. Did you hear it? I heard a pop. That was oh the pop. God. That was his testicle exploding. That's how loud it is? Well, no, that was the foot connecting with his... Junk. Uh, uh, yeah. But I'll do Going it again. Through Hold the on cup one second. And it's bloating. Redo it. Oh! Oh! Oh my God! Oh! One more time. <laughs> one more time. Oh! Oh! Oh my God! Oh! <laughs> Every man oh in the God. audience. I know. Oh! 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 oh yeah. So uh, basically, what happened was um, uh, it was in. Uh, here yeah the internet's going see it's going not me it's no it's it's i had i had this problem last time and it uh anyways uh, it was a mixed martial arts event road fc 39 in seoul south korea uh hold on stupid freaking internet um so, uh, seoul south korea during the night mixed martial arts super heavyweights Aori Lee and Huan Mayan Mayong faced off against each other. However, the fight reached an unfortunate end within 10 seconds. In the first few moments of the opening round, Huan Man Mayong struck his opponent with a devastating low kick to the groin that brought the fight to a sudden halt. The low strike appears to have caused Aori Lee to rupture a testicle, causing serious injury to the fighter. So I was curious when I saw this. I'm like, okay. Exactly what is an exploded testicle or a ruptured testicle uh, and, and, like, how bad is that? So I did find an article um, where they were interviewing a gentleman who is a uh, – he is a 
uh, Dr. Simon McRae. He's a genital urological and oncological surgeon at St. Vincent's Hospital in Western Massachusetts. Um, and they, they asked him a couple of things or whatever. So here's some of the questions. Can you die from a ruptured testicle? His answer, they are not life-threatening. The worst case is that you lose a testicle or both testes, but I have never had a situation where a guy loses both. Uh, but you've treated people who lost one testicle. Um, he was talking about a mountain biking accident where the guy, like, fell down on the handlebars, <laughs> and it was so bad that he couldn't, he couldn't do it. Um, he, uh, there was a mountain biking accident, and the guy ended up losing his testicle. It was completely annihilated. He came down with the full force of his considerable, considerable weight on the center bar of his mountain bike. There was no capsule left to stitch it back together to hold the innards. We just removed it and put in a prosthesis. So they asked him, We're, you're talking about capsules and innards. What exactly is a ruptured testicle? The testicle has a perineacima, which is the meat of the testicle. It is a somewhat soft, gelatinous, rubbery consistency. It is then bound by a thin capsule called a tunic. So you have a blunt force trauma, and it's, it sort of ruptures the capsule that binds the innards. It looks like a cracked egg or a disrupted egg, and the stuff is kind of just pushing out. Can I answer? Is well, it Tyner? Yeah, you can keep okay. going, though. No, no. Let, let, we'll Hello. go back to it. We'll go back to it. Hello. Who do we got on the air? Miss Payne server. What's going down? Not much. <laughs> did, we you are... say, did you just say Miss Payne server? The pain server. The right pain now, server. The. <laughs> I lost my last fight, so they called me the soft server. <laughs> uh, there's a rumor going around that you're going to fight MMA August 25th. Uh, can you confirm or deny this rumor? The rumor is true. I'm trying. I'm thinking about doing it, but I got so many loved ones telling me not to do it. But <laughs> they not me. You know what I'm saying? I think I can do it. To me, that fit me better to do that because I was a good wrestler. You know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. I think I, I think I can really pull that off. And by no coincidence, it's happening the day before uh, McGregor is going into a boxing ring with Mayweather on uh, the 26th, which will be watched worldwide. But um, – you you who are you going to train with? Jimmy had that question, and uh, like, are you concerned about any jujitsu? Do you think you can pick up any of that? That's that's the main thing I want to work on is jujitsu. So if I if I do that and I pick that up, I will be good to me. You know, that's the main thing because I can wrestle real good. I always was a good street fighter, and I used to flip. And wrestle big guys and throw them down easy, but the main thing is jujitsu. I think I need to go into that. This one of those those classes for a while, and I will be a good MMA fighter. I'm telling you guys. Do you do you have a trainer yet? No, not yet. But I'm looking forward to it. All right. Make sure you get a good trainer, not just somebody who's going to teach you jujitsu. But you got to remember, man, you're going to be getting hit and the legs and stuff with some brutal kicks. You need to train like take take kicks to your legs so your legs don't seize up when you move forward. Now, yeah, now that's a big thing too. So I got a guy that already offered me some classes with that. But you can't. You got to realize my legs are short. 
head. No, no, I don't no. Know yet. I'm not talking about you kicking. I'm talking about you being able to take the kick. Because you get hit with a, a Muay Thai leg kick, and man, your your thigh muscles will seize up like nobody's business. It's brutal. Yeah, it is, but. I know to, I can block that. You know, I can block a I keep my hands up high anyway. So to me, I block a kick. But if they kick in my legs like low, I got to know how to do that, how to guard that. But far as kicking to my head, I can block that. Right, you know yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's go back a couple weeks. I got the pleasure of talking to you in Dearborn at uh, a boxing card, and you fought a hell of a contest versus Winford Harris. Um, Winford Harris had to fight the perfect fight to be, defeat you. Uh, he did. He used his size against you. I, I didn't realize how big the size difference was, even at the weigh-in, until you guys were in the ring. And then the size difference was huge. You had the lunge to 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 punch at him. Talk, talk a little bit about that fight. Yeah, I mean, I know he came in at least like, at one seventy, at least. So. It was, you know, he had to reach, but I, I knew I had to get inside, so I had my hands up high and was trying to wear him down, but he was in shape, so it was harder to get him down, to wear him down. I, I figured I was wearing him down, but it was only eight rounds, but he fought the perfect fight, and he was in shape. You know what I'm saying? It was, the fight was close, but the way the scorecards was, they it's like they was going to try to rob me anyway, just in case I knocked him down one time. So it was like, that. that's the only thing that made me feel bad. It's like, why would y'all have him winning that high up like that? Like, only one around. That that, that kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. And I don't appreciate that. Because I already moved up in weight, and I fought a bigger man, a younger guy. So don't don't rob me off the jump. Don't think that. You know what I'm saying? Like, give me a fair shot. And and I brought the fight to him. I hurt him. I had wobbled him a couple of times. He didn't hurt me. I didn't come out with no marks on my face or nothing. Only thing I had on me was I was sore in my shoulders and neck and arms from trying to wrestle out the holes he had me in. Now, now, your opinion matters more than anyone on this. You you fought world champions. You've been in the ring with uh, uh, many people during training camp. Where's Winford Harris ranking your your opinion of people you fought, and is the sky the limit for that kid? You know what I like? What he did good was he got up for the fight. He did what he had to do. He trained hard. He was he was ready for the task. So that was the main thing. He he was ready for the task that that was ahead of him, you know. So that was the main thing. And uh, that was the main thing for him. What what I loved is that you said you didn't want a rematch. You're going to accept the loss. You didn't really like the scorecards and everything like that. But like I said, me and Jimmy, I, I love that you're going to try MMA because I know you like fighting every sort of sport. You said again. I said, I love that you're going to try MMA because I know you like fighting. When we had this guy in here with swords and everything, you like any <laughs> any kind of fighting. So if, if you're going to be offered an MMA fight, you're going to take it. Right. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to be here to help you uh, any way you can. I, I can actually point you in the direction of some people that I think that might help you. 
I need somebody that's good with jujitsu to me. If I'm gonna do this, I need a jujitsu coach. Somebody like that, and probably a kick. But my legs so short, man. I ain't gonna get. I I don't know about kicking too good. I kick. You don't have legs. Man. You don't have to. No head. You don't have to kick high, man. All you got to do is those Muay Thai kicks, the legs, the thighs, the inner thighs. That's that's where the majority of MMA fights, uh, the kicks happen, is below the belt. Are you excited about the uh, prospect of using a four-ounce glove instead of using a big boxing glove? Now, now that's, to me, if you can kick low, I will be okay with that. Because I got big calves, my legs is real strong, so I'll be good with that. And with those little gloves, man, to me, I'll be a star. That's absolutely awesome. And I'm seriously, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hook you up with somebody. I'm gonna have somebody call you. We're gonna make this happen. We're gonna get you some ground game. You know, I support anything you do. So if, 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 if I know you're gonna take it serious, and we're gonna make sure that you're in the best hands and uh, you're ready come the 25th. Man, I know you are, too, because you're a good guy. I know you guys like me, and y'all help me out. Y'all keep me going. Y'all push me right. So I know I will believe in it. One thing about it, though, I know you guys, everybody is behind me. You know, they, they say people got haters, but I got a lot of people who love me, man, and I appreciate that, the love. Everybody want to help me out. And, you know, that's a good thing. You know, guys, everybody is talking good for me. People care about me. I, and that's a good thing. That helped me keep going, man. And I appreciate all the love I get from everybody. Well, we appreciate you joining us for a few minutes and confirming the rumor that you are going to more than likely, unless something happens, fight on the 25th of August. Uh, the pain server, as I like to call you, little ball of hate. Because you get in there and you're so mean. Don't act like you weren't giving Harris some stare downs and talking to him. You're a little ball hate in that ring. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I try to get him out of his game, but I'm going to tell you something about that kid. He stayed focused. I tried to get in his head. He didn't let me do it, you know? And and I was. It's like I liked him. I liked the kid. You know, I really do like him. And I was trying to find ways to really get mad at him and so I could get into my fight game. I really could. But it was one guy that was talking tough, and I kind of got mad with him. And I tried to use that as to go against Winfrey. But I kind of liked the kid. You know, he was a friend. It was business. But I did try to get him. I ain't going to lie. I tried to get his ass. For sure. Well, I love that both of you guys came in on shape. It was a great uh, main event. So thank you so much, Leonardo. And then I, I'm going to message you tomorrow. We're going to uh, I'm going to try to get you somebody to work on your ground game, jujitsu. All right, man, my man, I appreciate you, Brad, for sure. Nope, no problem. Everybody, everybody in the shop with you. I appreciate y'all. I want to come back up there one time and talk. Hell. Every subject with y'all guys because I had fun <laughs> when I was there. You're absolutely welcome all the time, man. All Anytime. right. You take care. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks a lot for having me on again. I appreciate it. All right. That's Leonardo Tyner. Uh, definitely uh, fun to have on, and he's going to try to enter MMA. I don't. I don't. I don't think he's. He's getting what I'm saying to him. Yeah, but you know what? He will get it with the people that I'm thinking yeah. about putting. They're going to say right away that, hey, we're going to work on this stuff. Yeah. Well, that's, not, that, that's my concern. It's, is, 
you know, if he goes with anybody that you recommend, he's going to be golden. Mm-hmm. My concern is that he's going to get a trainer who's like, oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing. He's going to show him, like, a couple of jujitsu moves and not, like, all the other things that you need to build your body up for an MMA fight. I mean, we used to do we used to do drills in the uh, when I was doing MMA where you put your hands up and you just basically spread your legs. You know, you can't do like groin kicks or anything like that, but spread your legs, put your arms up, and they start from the your shins and they move up mm. and they kick, 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 moving higher and higher and higher until they hit the ribs and then they go down and they do it harder and harder and harder. And when you can't take it anymore, you drop your hands. And man, that yeah. first that first time that you get kicked right there in the thigh, you go to move and your your muscles just seize up because it's not used to it, you know. Yeah, it'd be interesting because like, uh, God, what are we ten weeks away from that? Maybe or uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit longer. Uh, he got he it might, dead he, in he the nerve endings. Yeah, I don't even know if there's time to do that because you might Every, not try to injure him. Every, well, actually, the 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 easiest way to in, to deaden the nerve endings without actually causing injury. Is diabetes. <laughs> it's true, though. No, it's get somebody get somebody with a plastic plastic, you know, like like uh, you know those toy baseball bats or whatever, and smack your like legs or whatever because it'll deaden the nerve endings without actually having enough concussive force to damage the muscle underneath. Man, shit, you're getting all blood sport and stuff like that where they, just, they do that. No, I mean no, I'm just, but that's but. You don't want to damage the muscle underneath, but you want to deaden the nerve endings, and that's one way that you can do it. I'd love to be there when they did that to Tyner because he'd be saying the meanest shit to that person. <laughs> you know what? It, dude. You'd have to restrain his arm so he I, doesn't counter you back. I know. That's that's the whole problem. All right. So back to okay, the exploding okay. uh, testicle. All right. So I'm going to go back a little bit just to talk about uh, – so uh, the doctor mentioned uh, that um, uh, there was uh, – when he was talking about the mountain biker that there were – there was no capsule left to stitch it back together and hold the innards in. So um, talking about capsules and innards, what exactly is a ruptured testicle? The testicle is a perniacima, which is the meat of the testicle. It is a somewhat soft, gelatinous, rubbery consistency. It is bound by a thin capsule called a tunic. So if you have a blunt force trauma and it sort of ruptures the capsule that binds the innards, it looks like a cracked egg or a disrupted egg, and the stuff is just kind of pushing out through the defect in the capsule, and you see this oozy material kind of popping out. You have to remove the stuff that is oozing out and then sew the capsule shut. So how do you diagnose it? Uh, there are people who show up with swollen nut bags all the time that we don't do anything to. Differentiating those from people that need treatment is the first thing. The diagnostic test is an ultrasound, and there are a few things you're looking for. You want to see that there's good blood flow to the testicle. If it's twisted, you have to untwist it, and if it's not, you have to remove it. The other thing you need to see is that the capsule is intact in all areas, and there's no evidence of the perineacima oozing out. It can look awful on the outside, black, blue, and swollen. But if the blood flow is good and the capsule is intact, it can be the most awful thing in the world, but you don't touch it. Um, What can you do for a bruised knot that doesn't require surgery? A few weeks of good scrotal support as well as anti-inflammatory medicine and ice on and off for a few days. Then you transition to heat therapy like sitting in a hot bath for a week or so. How long does it take to recover from testicular surgery? 
usually a week. It's still going to be sore or swollen for four to five weeks, oh, but it man. won't be limiting for that amount of time. They won't do. Uh, they won't want to do too much, and will, it'll be too sore to go to work for about a week. How long can be before you can have sex again? Whenever you're ready. There's nothing about sex that could hurt them unless they're doing something crazy with a cock ring or something. Otherwise, I leave it up to them. No one is really in the mood to do it the first week. They're too hesitant to do it. Are there any long-term effects to rupturing a ball? Does it affect testosterone or fertility at all? None for the hormones. Even if they lose the whole testicle, you have one on the other side to compensate. There are plenty of guys with one who have plenty of testosterone and plenty of kids. No one has any functional uh, deficit from testicular repair or the loss of a testicle. Um, How many of these have you seen? Not that many. Maybe four or five in the 10 years I've been working as a doctor. Is there any way to prevent a popped ball? The way to avoid is prevention or avoiding dangerous things. Otherwise, there's nothing else you can do. A cup. Cup every day. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that is... uh, that is basically what a ruptured testicle is. And, uh, you know, basically, unless there's the stuff oozing out, you don't really touch it. It just, you know, kind of just is going to be swollen and hurt. So I'm, I'm actually curious to, like, why they call it a ruptured testicle and whether or not once he went to the hospital, he had to have surgery or anything like that. But I couldn't find any follow-up on it. No. Uh, but when you were talking about the guy with the bike incident, yeah. maybe I'm the only Napoleon Dynamite like nut in here, but when he goes, Pedro, can you do sweet jumps? And he yeah. does the jump, and then when he tries it, the board breaks, he lands right on the bar. He's like, Ugh. True story. My brothers and I used to do stuff like that. Out in front of my parents' yard, we used to have this, like, you know, uh, three-quarter inch plywood, and then we would take, like, bricks and, like, stack them up, and then we would, like, jump it, jump off and, and stuff like that. Then we got, like, you know, kids in the neighborhood or whatever we'd be crazy we'd have like rollerblades were like really big you know oh yeah so we would have a, <laughs> we would have a guy we'd have somebody on a bike we'd have a uh ski line no. you know like for skiing yeah. uh not skiing uh um like yeah skiing like water skiing oh. like water skiing a, a you know the little triangle like yeah. hook thing like or whatever yeah, wakeboard or whatever. We'd have that. We'd tie the end of the rope to the bike. The guy on the bike would go like 100 miles an hour pulling the guy on the uh, on the rollerblades, and then they would jump the thing on the rollerblades. There were a couple of times where, like, if they hadn't landed on the grass, they probably would have killed themselves. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, they got air, like a lot of air, and just flying through the air, and just everybody tried to aim for the grass because they knew it was going to be bad landing. <laughs> it was bad. It <laughs> was really, really bad. bad. Yeah. We used to do crazy stuff when we were a kid. Yeah, the scientific oh reason they're outside the body is because the temperature inside would not allow for sperm to live. But it, it's just in such a, a position Horrible that anything place. can go bad. Horrible place. Anything yeah. can go bad. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. There, there was a kid that I knew that uh, when he was jumping over a fence, he got it caught. Like he was jumping over a fence and didn't quite make it, mm-hmm. and it caught on the fence and literally ripped it open. Yeah, oh, yeah. Gosh. I think we were like thirteen at the time, Ooh. so yeah, it was it was really bad. Straight to a trauma hospital. Oh yeah, Goodness. I don't think he lost the testy though. I think it was just the the skin that got ripped open. 
Yeah. Either way, he probably never climbs another fence again in his life. <laughs> no, he's probably. a cop. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he probably climbs. He's jumping fences. a lot of fences. <laughs> <laughs> if it goes like the TV show, they're always jumping fences, cops. Yeah. I don't know how half of them do it, though, because they're just such like big, not very in shape guys. Oh. Like, You'd actually be that? surprised. Like even though they're big guys, yeah. you also have to remember that when you're looking at a cop that's running, he's also wearing body armor plus a bunch of other stuff underneath. No, so it makes them look bigger than they actually are. But I know. Yeah. Like, well, like and the, the typical the, donut cop. Like I see a lot of those, and ooh, you know, but yeah. they're not, they're not the ones that are running. They should be running. <laughs> no, I'm saying, but they're not the ones that are going to be chasing. They're the ones that are sending the rookies after the guys. Oh, yeah, the, hey, the rookies that just come out of the academy, out of the academy. Oh, and all like in shape and gung ho and stuff. Oh. Like I got him, sir. <laughs> yeah, you. I'll meet you around uh-huh. the other side. All right, you get. Did you see that cops episode? He's the fastest kid alive. <laughs> that cops episode, probably ten years ago, where the guy uh, tried to wake up the the lady and her kids because their house was on fire and broke into the house to get them out, and it was the house behind them that was on fire. No, and he had broken. No, you Google it. That's like the greatest cop moment ever. All right, hold and on. And they're razzing him about it, and the lady's like, "He broke my window." <laughs> Not even worried about the fire. Cops, goodness, breaks into. That was on Cops the Show. House. Wrong house Wait, during I fire. Would, I would be upset, but at least she was mad. Trying to do something no, good. She was mad. Cops break into house. Goodness. Into. Uh, yeah, don't ruin his concentration. Wrong house. No, keep talking. <laughs> I'm just trying I'm to remember years. Ten years ago, probably. All right, hold on here. Greatest cop moment ever. Dumb cop breaks into wrong house. Yeah, play it. If you can hear him, he goes, get out, ma'am. Your house is on fire. Get out. Bring up the slider. Bring up the White Castle. All right. Hold on Mm. here. Slider. White Castle. Mm. Yeah. 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 10-4. We're going to have to kick this door in. (laughs) Not even the right house. Oh, man. He's got the 80s mustache, too. I like the porn really Watch up yelling. <laughs> <laughs> Police department, the house is on fire. Come on! <laughs> He's breaking like all I the know. windows. <laughs> That's why she's pissed. <laughs> Police department. <laughs> oh my gosh! This is on like, a cops episode. Police yeah. Department. Forward, police department, your house is on fire. What is it burning, Tom? Come on, there's anybody else in the house with you? No. We got the fire department en route. Come on out, ma'am. I gotta get my robe. Ma'am, you need to get my robe, my house. Is there anybody else in the house with you? There's nobody? Okay, there's one occupant in the house. I'm getting her out right now. Okay, that's the house next to it, Todd. The one is on fire, over here. <laughs> <laughs> I got the door open. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. I owe you some windows. <laughs> oh, man, that house is on fire. Oh, man. Oh, man, that is bad. Watch the cops razz him about it in a second. Hayes, get out of there! She what? said he just left. Just left? Yeah. She said he just left. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing about it. But... He kicked the door in on the wrong house. 
us out of this lady's house. I thought it was on fire, but it turned out it wasn't on fire. It was the house next to us. I was kicking so the door in this on this one. He's kicking in the door on that. I, I, I rescued her from her house, but however, her house was not on fire at the time. <laughs> How do we ride this one up? <laughs> supervisor, you tell me. <laughs> Pretty much it's coming out of your paycheck. Yeah, he busted one, two, three, four, five, six. You broke out all these windows. Yes, I did. I'd do it again. Well, I knew I wasn't going to get through the barred door. I thought I could knock the metal out and get in. I didn't know. I had no idea. It like seven windows. Well, I want to thank you for alerting me about the fire. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> oh my God! You have to transfer forces, right? Because like yeah. he, he, he's going to be razzed the rest of his life. You know? Uh, Can you yeah, describe the house that. you're knocking on right now, just to make sure we got the right house? Uh, the lady's like, "Let me grab my rope, ma'am. Your house is on fire." What a dumbass! That is like the greatest. Uh, they ra- rated the top ten funniest moments in cops, and that was always number one. There was always a, a, a couple others that I could recite that was safe for another show, but that, that's number one where that guy is just like... Well, and another and another guy pointed it out. He's like, so he breaks the... The house is on fire, and he breaks the windows to let oxygen and the wind in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. <laughs> well, even like the one cop's like, why did you break out the small ones? How are you going to fit through that? <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. Just the heat of the moment type thing. Well, yeah, I mean, he was trying to, you know, do do a good thing, but, yeah. I think their accents make the best of it. Oh, my God. You know what? And I'm going to be honest with you, and this this might sound absolutely horrible, but if you speak with a southern accent to me... I automatically think you're an idiot. That is horrible. That's mean. That it is mean, mean and horrible. I'm really sorry, mean. but I have actually worked with doctors, like legitimate doctors, and as soon as they started speaking in a southern accent, I all of a sudden, I'm like, you have no idea what you're talking so about. The views of Jimmy Pache do not necessarily I, I'm reflect just, the I'm, views I'm, of the other I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just... They're, okay, there's a southern accent, and there's like southern draw, southern so- accent. There's like deep south, and that's what I'm talking about, like, like the West Virginian accent. Well, not even like that, but like like the bayous like of like. Yeah, I'm talking like the bayous of like Louisiana, like almost Cajun. Oh, yeah, like that kind of thing. Like, mm. I'm not talking about like if you went down to Tennessee or something like that. I'm talking about like deep south. Like it's not even really English anymore. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we probably sound really dumb to English people because they're so like, English? Like, uh, oh, like from British. Britain. British, British people. Yeah. 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 I interesting, enu- <laughs> interesting enough, though, uh, they did a. Uh, are you familiar with Shakespeare at all? You can say no. I had to He's study overrated. him in school. And that was about it. Okay. They, they actually did a historical, like, I don't want to call it reconstruction or whatever, but. Um, a historical ling- linguist basically went through and said that the dialect in and around London at the time of Shakespeare is more uh, is more uh, closely related to the uh, American Southern dialect than any other kind of dialect. Uh, so they don't speak when when Shakespeare's time they spoke mostly like they do in the South. Really? Yeah. And the, and and the reason for that is is that accent actually carried over from England when most of the pilgrims and the other people were coming over mm-hmm. like the the areas that they came from 
that's kind of how they spoke. And, and that kind of dialect actually kind of stuck in the Deep South where it changed more in the northern states because we adopted more of a uh, – it's almost like a combination between – uh, like the Canadian and kind of like other type of things. And, and the British actually didn't speak the way they do now until about the mid-1800s. That's odd. Yeah. So You've did someone want... I always yeah. learn something with you. Like, <laughs> you got to watch I, this movie. you got to learn about history. I'm like, I don't know shit. <laughs> like, I'm, I, I, I just... I, I'm really good at Jeopardy because I know a lot of just <laughs> random useless facts. Goodness. Let's yeah. go to our last few songs and when we come back we're going to talk about the shitty situation one. the UFC happened. Yeah. One, one song. Right. Uh, undercard. We were wrong about the episode. It's officially episode 241. So we continue along. We think. I'm a little <laughs> fucking tired. Yeah, she's been up well, and, I, and a, a one can look like a seven, you know. Yep. So um, what was – you know, another thing about UFC is it's the stuff that happens at UFC that's bigger than the fights lately, although the Kevin Lee uh, controversy was a big thing. But um, Jimmy – what was the fighter's name again? Uh, UFC fighter Justine Kish accidentally shit herself. Against Felice Herrick. Yeah, during her contest with Felice Herring in front of thousands of fans and even more watching on their screens. But the 29-year-old responded in the most badass way possible to our unfortunate poop moment on live TV. <laughs> uh... Hold the, on. the aerial uh, shot of it, there's shit everywhere. It's not just like a little, like it's happened before, but it's never yeah. gotten past their shorts. Like you'll see it you'll see in the shorts. Yeah, you'll see it. Uh, somebody had white shorts on that one yeah. time and did it. Uh, she went on Twitter uh, and acknowledged she did actually lose control for a moment. I am a warrior and I will never quit. Hashtag shit happens. Ha ha. Be back soon. <laughs> <laughs> So I feel very bad for her because we've all had, like, stomach issues in our life. We're, not, we're all fucking human. But what a terrible moment. But as she says, these things happen in fighting. See how well you can control your bowels when you're repeatedly being punched in the face. It is the first loss on Kish's record and her, and her conqueror. Herring admitted that she did notice that time... At that time, that shit had hit the fan during their fight. This is so hard because I don't want to talk... I don't want to talk shit, she said. <laughs> But she did. She used it in a nice. I don't want to make. I don't want to kick her while she's down. But you know, I'm not yeah. gonna start start more shit about it yeah. if you know what I mean. But yeah, uh, yeah, Felice Herring did say that she did know that Kish did poop herself and the mat and all over the place and still had to finish the fight. So uh, it happens. The aerial shot is the. I mean, it's all over. It's yeah. it's quite quite. It's quite obvious what happened. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Because I, I think what I moment. think what had happened at one point in time was she was like they were moving around and I think Herring like bent her a little bit and it just kind of squirted out. <laughs> it's like squeezing a tube. God, <laughs> we should have prefaced this show with graphic content. Um, oh, could you continue fighting if you're in gladiator mode? Maybe you can't shut it off. Like you know, hey, I'm gonna fight and finish. But I mean. I don't know if that happens and you're not 100% focused. I might ask the ref for a reset or like, I don't know. What tough round to be. were they in? Second, wasn't it? Second? Or second? I could be wrong. I can't. I Yeah, he already pulled it off. But um, No, no, no. That's not the problem. The internet's freezing the internet. Oh, yeah. The internet. 
Like, could you could, continue, Taylor? Could you? Could I continue? Yeah, if your opponent shed its. its if, if my opponent, if my opponent shed themselves, I'd be like, I would, I would just feel bad. I'd kind of like just walk away, and be like, mm, can, <laughs> can someone take care of that? You know, like when blood like gets on the the mat, they like go over there and clean. Yeah, it but up you can't just that. walk away in the middle of the match. I'd, yeah, I'd, maybe you could like step away or go to the other corner or I something. No, you still you still got to fight. Well, yeah, yeah, you can still you fight, win. but you know how you like move around. Oh yeah, and that's stuff what you're like saying. That. But yeah. Taylor brings up a good point. Blood, I'm totally fine with it. It gets, it gets on me all the time when I sit right, ringside. But, but if shit got on me, right? Like, uh, are you allowed to like take a pause and like scrub down? Like nope. that's just still got to fight. Nope. So See, we got to fight. I was, I was talking yeah. about this yeah, one day. What I'm are you like, supposed to do? You should, well, give me ten minutes. I gotta go change. <laughs> we'll come right back and I'll yeah. get right. Can in I that put position. some new shorts on? Like, nope, nope. Gotta still and if fight. You, and if your uh, fleece is corner after she wins, you're gonna be like, give me an air high five. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, do, we'll do it later. Yeah, you know, yes. you might want not want to ruin your warm ups either. Don't throw those on either yet. Or, yeah, I, mean, like, I I love boxing. I've gotten so into it since I started here. But I've seen some like knots. Very clean things like I uh, like like a mouth guard just totally just went on the floor. They didn't even put water on it. Just hey, put this yeah. back. In your sometimes mouth. they do, sometimes yeah. they don't. It really depends like on the fighter. Trainer and fighter. Yep. Yeah, I'm like, don't you have multiple? Like, but you they can all, just put another one in. Those, those fluids aren't. I don't know why that's so different, but it's just like that. That's different. That that like, would probably boop, cause boop, me boop, pause. Boop. Yeah, that <laughs> would cause me pause. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I said, if I accidentally step in like dog junk, it ruins my day. So, uh, chances are the shoes get thrown away or really? I have somebody clean them. Yeah, I will not clean it. Really? Will yeah, not clean it. Oh, you don't have a dog. I, I had a dog, and but like, no, I we won't. We deal with dogs. Yeah, we deal with dogs. But I'll tell you what. the uh, No. Bandit Absolutely used to be no. such a jerk, and he would put his ass on the cage and shit on the wall. <laughs> I was so mad at him. I was like, "You're the good cu- dog." I'm like, "You're the cutest puppy. You know, you're so adorable." But why did I pick you? Like, <laughs> well, our cat will randomly rub, you know, dingleberries up on on Brad. <laughs> yeah, that gets caught in his hair, and I was just like, "He's such an asshole for doing it too." He's Literally. trying to do it. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a Riley. Lately, Riley's so lovable that like I hate that he's so lovable. So now I like try like I say mean stuff to him all the time, but I, oh. I, I say it in love. Do but you really? I, but no. But I'll just be like, you're not as popular as you think you are. As he walks by, I'll be like, stop it with the smugness. So um, he's asking for his royalty checks from Halloween because he's a black cat. Yeah, I'm like, where's where's your checks? You're holding out, and I'll just hold him up, and he'll be like, what are you talking about? But he, he knows it's all in love. Um, but he does think he's like like hot, you know, shit, literally, and like you know, it's just like he thinks he's always he just lovable. Wants you to pet his butt. But he's a new low cat. Huh? But he's a new low cat. Oh yes, they do like the new low stuff, the stuff Yay. from the Arnold. Yeah. They were huge My fans. My other job. Yeah, huge fans, huge fans. And then really it's that, one. or anything else they do, they'll puke up. Or it's Meyer's cheap brand. Yep. They will not do anything Meyer's else. Brand. Really? Yep. Indoor you, cat formula. Yep. If you if you get them away from Meyer's indoor brand, they'll throw up on you and no, let see, you know I, they don't I like got it. A, I had a coupon for a free bag of uh, high end. Probably won't touch it. No, they love it, and it oh, okay. hasn't made them sick. That's good. I'm not going to say what it is because we don't get money from them. Right. Now, Marley, on the other hand, is, is as old as my son, 12 years old. I don't know how much years. She's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she will come around once every two days. No, she'll, she, uh, she comes and visits me every morning, you know, when I get up. 
yeah. every morning. She Maybe once every around. two days for me. And then she just yells at you all the time. <laughs> just like constantly yells at you. So, but yeah, I don't know what it is about dog shit. It's just gross. And, and then I get mad at the people that don't pick it up. It's like, yeah. why you could have took two seconds to pick it up and then they don't. Jimmy, can you handle dog shit? I can handle every kind of shit. So you would have continued on. I'm a you man. You, what? Oh. I'm a man. Damn, dude. I'm not <laughs> above saying that I like hygiene. It's not, you can wash it off. I know, I know, I know, I know, but I don't You can wash it, it off. I have literally. I don't know. Like, we've, we've smelled stuff. Jimmy's been through a lot with the military. I, well, not I know only that. that. I, were, I worked in the like emergency the, room. I've been literally shit on, nose. like, turn to, the, turn to the side and blast you, like, from patience, I mean, it happens. Mm. You just can't. You can't let it bother you. Yeah, but you, so just, you, can, you can expect it in that kind of situation. But the when UFC, you're in the of a fight, I would honestly, honestly, I would expect anything to happen if I was in a in a fight like that. If I bent somebody over like that, I would fully expect them to, you know. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I Wait, but you guys both have kids. Yes. So how do you have a problem with poop? Well, they, they don't. No. Well, yeah, okay, it's not, different it's now. Not one thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's different. It's still people poop. It's different. It's, I don't know. It's so different. Like my kid, I'm. I have a uh, puke phobia. Like seriously bad puke phobia. But if my kids do it, oh. I, I just deal with it. Yeah, everybody has a puke pho- puke phobia. Nope. You don't think you're gonna get it? If I hear somebody doing it, I think I'll get it and I will run away. I nope. hate the stomach. Oh, virus. Well, you're no. you're the worst though. No. Nope. You start thinking about it and yeah. you will again. Stomach I'm a man. virus. Ooh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm fine. I know. I'm just a wimp over here. It's okay. <laughs> just messing with you. No, it's true. No, I'm that's just why Boom Boom didn't want to be on the show. He's like, I'm not going to answer. He's a wimp. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> but anyways, we got to wrap up the show. There's another show coming in here. I forget what show comes in after us, but we will be moving back to Tuesdays. That's really, it's not our night. Really soon. Uh, probably next week or the week after, we can announce the exact date that we come back and claim our Tuesday nights. And. Uh, We'll do it in epic fashion. Okay. All right. What are you doing? Just making noise. Making noise. <laughs> epic fashion will come back at claim Tuesday at 7 p.m. So everybody see it next week. Thank you so much, Taylor. Yep. I can't read you. There we go. Yeah. Hey, like air high five. Like f- Yeah. F- like I got poop on my hands. Yeah. Like her corner would have been like, oh, later. We'll celebrate later. <laughs> Double shower this time. Three times. Go in there again. Clean it again. All right, Rochelle, thank you for working the board. Uh, Jimmy, thank you very much. Uh, We tried to get Boom Boom, but we'll try to do it again. And we want to thank Leonardo Tyner for joining us. Take care.